Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we recap in UFC Las Vegas, Yan versus Davasha Billy. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe to the channel. Drop your comments on your on the card down below. And these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickle and I'm Contra. New crib, new setup. And who's with me? Hey, man, you already know it's that same old motherfucker, your boy Kev. Water boy, Savoy, a.k.a. the Street Fight Enthusiast, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E., but better known as the people's champ. You feel me? And that's how we come in at all motherfucking times of the day. So, Pau, I'm not going to lie to you. We got to put some respect on this card. It wasn't the UFC Vegas. It was UFC Las Vegas. And, like, what's that? That's two That's two um cards in a row, Las Vegas. The last one was, what, the third or – what was it, like, the third or fourth or fifth or highest selling pay-per-view? And this one wasn't bad. I'm just saying. Yeah. UFC like, might need to uh, start moving. Three pay-per-views in a row? That's fine. I mean, UFC could do It's almost a pay-per-view. I mean, UFC could fight. What's it called? I'm just saying, Las Vegas had gone to Las Vegas run. I feel like we'd all enjoy it. Yeah, and we don't rarely get Las Vegas cards outside the Apex, so it was nice seeing the fucking fans, the back-to-back cards, and not just being a little, like, 20-man room. Bro, this shit is crazy. You just, I'm over here watching the, I'm over here watching the free fights right now. The second we said, the second I looked this way, I see, I see Kamaru Usman get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> that shit, we but that's, that's another fight. Uh, yeah, that's, oh my gosh. Quick shout out to some of the, the, the fight of the night, Petrino versus Turgology. So like Petrino, we 8-0 now. He had heavy ass hands, light heavyweight. Just another fun guy, kind of similar to like Paulo Costa, where he's just so big for like uh, he's like the light heavyweight version of Paulo Costa, where he's just so big for the division. Where like even a punch that doesn't seem like it's gonna hurt you, it fucking hurts you because he's so like he's just one big muscled up motherfucker that can that has mean hands. So and like the fights were 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, 26. But he almost got submitted. He almost got up kicked when he went to go chase a finish. He got up kicked and it wobbled him. Like this fight was so crazy to watch. So like, shout out to them boys. They put on a show. They got the fifty k bonuses. Uh, but we gotta talk. That boy said Megan Medoff taking an L to Jonathan Martinez. Unanimous twenty nine twenty eight victory for Martinez. A lot of people I know thought said did enough to win. But it was also super close in terms of a fight where, like, both people had a lot of control time. Said had a couple submission attempts. Martinez had his own submission attempt. Said almost got the submission if there was more time on the clock towards the later round. But he did the not enough time. And, I mean, we see Said taking a loss here. Crazy. You don't see these American Medoff losses often. So, Jonathan Martinez definitely put himself as a band of weight name to remember. And I, he called out some big names afterwards. I can't remember who, but he started making he started making call out. I think that's actually crazy for Brother um for Brother Luce. And I'm just saying, maybe Khabib might need to take some time and then pop up to the gym a little bit more often again. Cause like everything was good until that boy disappeared. I'm saying I still I'm not gonna get too deep into Islam, but I'm saying the last couple of Dagestani warriors. The boys ain't really look too unstoppable. He's like, I don't know if people are not. If there's defenses, if people are starting to, the um, MMA is starting to adjust or something like that. But at the end of the day, that the Mega Medal fight was a close fight. Could have went either way. 
I didn't see it. I just saw the highlights on Twitter because I was, what was I doing? Great question. But motherfucking, damn, where do you see, where do you see the motherfucking said going after this? Is he going to fight? Is he going to pull Leon Edwards and go undefeated for eight years till he gets the championship belt? Like, he was really on the rise of climbing up the ranks higher and higher. Just, yeah, I mean, and Martinez wasn't a bad guy to lose to. Martinez hasn't never been knocked out. So, like, he's never been finished. He has great wrestling background. So, that like, we just saw him just kind of go up against somebody who has some of the skill set to counteract him. I think he needs to be more traditional style of the Dagestani warrior, which is, like, I'm going to attack you hard on the ground. Like, he, he likes to stand up a lot. And I think this loss is going to show him, like, okay, maybe this – just beat the guy. Stop trying to be pretty about it and just beat the guy. I'm better than you in every aspect type shit. Jonathan Martinez, on the other hand, I think he just set us yeah. perfectly, perfectly to be on the UFC Mexico club. He even, he was talking about Viva Mexico, like he was all, he Mexican himself, so like, and now he's just beat a ranked bantamweight. They need another name to fill the main card in Mexico. And I think he'd be another great little piece. Like he's like this is a perfect fight to win as UFC's trying to get a Mexico card ready. Did they have a date for that yet? Not yet, but it's probably yeah, they I think they're aiming September. So it gives them enough time to come back because they're already talking about it's gonna be Alexa Grasso, Brandon Moreno, two so that's co main event and main event right Raul. there. And then you're gonna some people are saying Brian. Don't my dog Raul. Raul Rosas, they're saying Brian on their card, and then I think Jonathan Martinez would be the like that's the that's a strong five right there in my opinion to have on the main card, and then you can fill in the rest. What about Yair? Oh, now my Yair might be the maybe Jonathan is the, the, the featured prelim. Like imagine, imagine Yair versus Brian Ortega. I'm just saying. Oh, that actually might be that be the rematch. That'd be a banger, especially. And then, like, especially since both of them lost to Volk already, Volk might be tied up. I think his next fight's Volk, no matter what. But that's um, in July for um, the international fight week. I'm already looking to the head after Volk kind of does his thing. You feel me? Then Volk kind of, yeah, Volk's up real quick. I'm talking about in September. You think that boy can get back by September, not take too much damage? Maybe. I mean, it's a Volk fight. You never know. Damn. Imagine, but imagine if they came into the championship, came, came into UFC Mexico with three champions. Hey, as I'm saying, like, this UFC Mexico card could really be crazy. If it, everything goes right, if Dan, I think Dan, that's why Dan has to okay with it being later in the year because he's trying to see how some things pan out. Yeah, but that boy Brandon Moreno chill for a little bit, even though he didn't really take damage like that. But on to the next fight, man. We had the catchweight fight, which was a main event a couple weeks ago, Nikolai Krylov versus Ryan Spann. My boy, I was heavy on Kreloff. I really loved him as a money line pick. I mean, first round, triangle choke gets the finish. It was already, he got the takedown, was doing damage on top. Takes, do a couple submission attempts later, he gets the finish. This isn't so, I may have been in and out of sleep as watching this, but didn't, didn't uh, Ryan Spann almost um catch a guillotine or something before he got um, tapped out? Yeah, he had his own submission that he almost had, too, before he got hit with it. Was all, it was a fun little BJJ little fight for the, the three minutes. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I remember watching that fight thinking, like, wow, for a one-round fight, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, like, you, three minutes worth watching but, right there. 
Right. That was three minutes to watch. Yeah. That was a while out there, like Kreloff. Like also, I don't know how to like really judge these guys. Like Kreloff, he keeps losing to the top guys and then like, he beats the other guys. I feel like he's somebody who they're gonna try to poke up to be like a championship contender if they run out of other fighters. But he kind of this is right where his wheelhouse is. I think he's he's able to pick off some of the other guys who aren't top ten seven worth. But then when you start talking about some heavy hitters, I think that's when we see Kreloff hit. Like, he's not the that type of fighter. He's not a top five guy. It'd be like that. But this is um 205, right? No, 185. They just did the catch weight for, like, one whatever because of the uh, they missed the, the fight got moved. Dang, 185. So, yeah, he does got some hitters in his division. You got to deal with Tory Whitaker. Tory Whitaker. Oh, wait. No, man, you're right. He is 205. He is 205. Oh, I was about to say, them boys look big as fuck. Yeah, no, it is two or five. I apologize. Because he did, like, his wins are over uh, Guftason, who was his return fight, but no one was picking Guftason. I mean, at least not on this podcast. And then Uzumir, and I, I like Uzumir, but he's in the same position. He's just, a, he's a top 15 guy, but he's not top five. And then Ryan Spann, you saw how he did to him, like, but. He lost to Paul Craig, which he was winning. But I don't know. I just I'm not the biggest Krylov fan. I just don't think he's someone to really be like, oh, watch out for him with the title shot. I respect it. Yeah, these fights are kind of cool. We'll see Ryan Span. Hopefully Ryan Span bounces back. Yeah, Ryan Span's a fun guy. BJJ and heavy hands, like that's a great combo for UFC. Yeah. Then we had the first round finish by Ramoy Volkov. I took him as the underdog here, like the gatekeeper that this he knows how to keep the gate closed on some of these bums. He took the sixteen and yeah. one, you know, he took the sixteen and one Roman off and took him to the fucking uh, was it the the woodshed? Twenty seven strikes, twelve significant. Got the first round KO on punches. Like Roman off throws one total strike, and that just shows you how much of a, a like he just wasn't there. Domination is real, man. What's crazy because I feel like that's how he won his last fight too. Yeah, Volkov's been on the, like ever since the Aspinall L. People like don't don't sleep on him. He he took care of Rosenstrike within two minutes. He took care of Romanoff in two minutes. Like, or he has spent less than a Dude, round in the last two fights. That's crazy because I feel like the first fight was less than a round. Like yeah, three minutes forty five. I feel like as a total, about I swear, like as a total, I probably seen like five to eight, five to six minutes of Volkov fight over three fights. And I feel like the first one was just because he didn't know that um he didn't know how to move. he just didn't wasn't ready for the armbar when it got there. And like Romanoff was against Tom Aspinall. Romanoff was one of those I I would say like inflated fighters. Like he was sixteen and zero, and his two best wins in the UFC at that moment was Jared Vanderay and Chase the Vanilla Gorilla Sherman. All right, and then he loses the Mason type. I remember watching that fight. Macy Tarbier is not that great of a fighter, loses to him. Majority decision, some people said he was robbed. Okay, cool. Still, I don't think if you're having any type of majority, a close fight with Macy Tarbier, if you're really this 16-0 and killer that's coming to take over the UFC. So that's why I was big on Volkov as underdog. I was like, I don't know. This guy just doesn't, his, his resume doesn't add up for someone who I, who I should be yeah, at 16-0, but like, who are these people? Or at that time, it was 16-1. Against the Mason Dibera majority loss, so I was like, oh, like Volkov kind of seen a lot of better guys. So I, I, I was shocked he fucking ragdolled him. Don't get me wrong, I, I didn't expect that to happen, but 
That boy took care of business as a dog. He handled like a big dog. Supposed to. I fuck with Volko. I still think he's a great guy. <laughs> and then uh, the main event, this is where everyone came to see right here. My boy Marav, Professor Billy, took care of business. Like, I love Yon. Like, it hates me to say it, but, like, we, we were kind of saying it on the pre-picks on how, oh, like, he hasn't seen a great wrestler in a little bit. And when he did see a great wrestler in Aljo, he got absolutely cooked. Maybe Devusha Billy is going to be able to do the same thing. Hey, man, this shit is crazy, right? So I look at this fight. So definitely, bro definitely came and handled business. We're we not even going to try to slightly, even slight Marab. But damn, my boy, Yon, Yon, three in a row? Damn. So damn, that's tragic. But I look at it like this, right? So I feel like Marab probably came in with the best game plan possible. It didn't hit me. Oh, he trains with Aljo. Oh, Aljo's fought this guy twice. Aljo came back with a better game plan and in better shape the second time to be ready to fuck him up. Aljo's going to be his train. Aljo's going to be Marab's training partner for this fucking fight. Oh. It, 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 those things did not correlate in my head even slightly, which I think is crazy. Because that's the easy shit I'd be on. But Marab came out there and he, I wouldn't, I don't want to say he put on a master class. I think if this was like a fight in the lunchroom or a fight like at Northdale, like in, at a park, like you're thinking there's going to be times where like me as Peter, Peter Yon's homeboy and you as Marab's homeboy, we're going to be looking at each other like, well, you better not fucking jump in. You better not jump in. Because there was times I felt like, Peter Yon was trying to, even though he was getting like, not fucked up, but like there are times where he he was competitive the whole fight and he tried to really make things shake. But like Marab's, two things Marab had over Yon was motherfucking this wrestling and pacing. Like the pace that Marab was at is fucking insane. I think he went for like 49 takedowns. 49. On some crazy shit. 11 for And he landed a... And he landed 11. That's two around. Like, that's a lot. You thinking, like, oh, wow, he got, his percentage is fucking crazy. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking dickhead if you think, what, that's a little bit less than 22%. He's, like, at, what, 21%, 21.5%. Motherfucking, yeah, you could tell. You could tell I, I count money a lot. I did that in my head. But, uh, motherfucking, that's an insane. I mean, his pace looked like he could go another five rounds, no problem. Like, he just kept the pace going at him. Never slowed down. Kept doing it. Set up every takedown with strikes. Like, he was nasty. Like, you know me. I'm a wrestling-ass motherfucker. I think Kobe Covington's a bitch. But, like, I love watching him fight because he's a wrestling-ass motherfucker. So, like, motherfucking, oh, man, this fight is crazy. Like, what was, what was your take from this? Like, because I feel like he really 45, 50, my dog. But I'm just like, fuck. Like, I just, his pace is crazy. Peter Young by the third round was tired. That was the crazy part. That was when I was really like, that motherfucker's breathing through his mouth right now. In the third round, this is Peter Young, five-round specialist. But Rob's relentless, four, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen 49 takedown attempts, ever. <laughs> I know I haven't been watching UFC that long, but don't be, no one in the comment section better be like, oh, what a casual bitch. Pull up the receipts in the past, like, five years as a 49 takedown attempts happened. Like, this is not common. The most takedowns I've seen were Jan versus Izzy. That was a lot of fucking takedowns. But that definitely wasn't 49. And then um, 
I know somebody that went for like 23 and I thought that was crazy. And like I and I'm coming from a wrestling background. And I want to say Marab was able to tie in his stand up that well with it cuz that's where I felt like Yon was able to get some of his cleaner shots in and he was kind of looking good. And this is at least the early fight. Towards the late rounds he was just so tired and done and gassed where he was just trying to survive the Marab onslaught I feel like and just like but even though his his standup wasn't working too great, just the fact that Jan had to like sit there and in his head like have to think about a takedown like uh, like the fact he shot forty nine I know that played a mental warfare on Jan where like I can't throw anything because I got to use my hands to block his next takedown like he's gonna shoot another one when's he shooting it oh is he about to shoot it now like I know that was going on because after the first twenty you're like this motherfucker ain't giving up. Like, after the first round, no, like, oh, this is going to continue to happen. Like, oh, my God. And you know what's crazy to me about this shit? I felt like throughout the fight, um, Jan was getting better at fucking, at defending the takedowns. Like, in the fifth round, he went for a Grammy roll. And I was like, that's beautiful. But, like, the fact that Marab did not stop not once did he slow down. Not once did he ever think twice. Not no, he went for every takedown. He was getting bitches. He was turning blast doubles into motherfucking. He this man was connecting on blast doubles, turning the blast doubles, grabbing the single leg, getting the high seat. Like this man put on a real deal. Like this is what you do for warm ups in practice when you go through like when you go through probably like anywhere from five to ten to fifteen takedowns just to warm up. He went through his entire repetition. Like he went for everything. That shit was crazy. But you know what's even crazier? He is now ranked number one in the division. But because his training partner is Al Jermaine Event, who has to take on Henry Cejudo in Jersey, motherfucking, he will he is not even thinking about a champion uh, about a fucking championship fight. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I said this before. I actually I know I said this before, but this is like a year, like it's been a minute since I said this was Aljo's thing was he was talking about moving up. Aljo was willing to go up a weight class because his his training staple, his partner, his his homie, his brother, basically Marab. And he was saying this when Marab was like eighth and ninth in the division. And he was saying like, yeah, he's he's gonna be the next champion. And when he's able to become champion, I'm I, I'm I'm looking to go up. I'm already big for the weight, whatever. I think we're going to see because, like, Aljo kind of might be enjoying the championship. Bro. Like, it's kind of like once you get that gold around your waist, it's kind of he might have a different tune on that. Like, this was disqualified champion Aljo. This wasn't truly crowned number one champion Aljo. This is that's a different red carpet. You feel me? Like, he, I don't know if exactly what's going to happen now. This might be Anderson Silva, Leota Machida situation where it's like, hey, like, I'm already champ. Like, do me the solid to move up. But, like, Aljo's big for the band weights, whereas Marab is a band weight. So, I, if Marab moves up, I don't know how much more success he will have because he does – he's he's already – I want to say small for the division. He's just – like, this is his division. Like, that's his perfect. Aljo couldn't move no, up. No, I think definitely – yeah, I think definitely this is Marab's division because you can just look going by fighting Twitter on. Like, he motherfucking – you can take him down for sure, but you couldn't hold him, right? That's not what he's doing. Same thing when he fought Aldo. He had Aldo defending the takedowns, but a lot of people thought, like, damn, if Aldo just was a little younger, like, this fight probably wouldn't have been close just because Aldo would have been a little quicker with stopping the takedowns and then countering with punches, countering with strikes. 
So, like, you're not doing that to motherfucking Brian Ortega. You're not doing that to Josh Emmett. You're not doing that to motherfucking the boys over in that next division. Like, nah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Aljo wants to see Volk for a fucking championship fight. So, like, this is when shit gets interesting. Because they got to figure something out. And also, I think it comes down to the fact that, like, they're training partners, too. So, like, there's, like, something that comes into it. Like, you know, like, y'all could wrestle off for You guys can have fights in practice. Like, and I I respect the I don't want to take my brother's shine to shine, too. Like, you feel me? I don't want I respect it. Me, personally, I would have did a Gilbert Burns, and I would have just changed, changed gyms. I would have just changed, changed gyms for the fight, and this thing will happen. All get, it's all love at the end of the day. I will say, history repeats itself. And we saw Anderson Silva, Leota Machida situation, and I forgot to bring up Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. That was the biggest fight to make. like in the US, Especially at that time where Chuck Liddell with the Mohawk and everyone knew of Tito Ortiz. like, But they were just happened to be training partners in Southern California, and they said they would never fight each other. And like Dan tried his best to make it. It never happened. And I know Dan is hating this right now. Because, man, like, what if what if Aljo beats Henry Cejudo, and what if Aljo beats Sean O'Malley? When he does, yeah, when he does, when he when he does both those things, and the only fight that is to be made at bantamweight for the title fight at least is the Marab and him. Dana White, I know, is gonna be like, like he he might be like putting up two million for the fight type shit, just because he he wants that title to move on type shit. Because people won't care about if Marab goes beat. A, a number seven ranked guy. And number, no one would care if Aldo go beats a number seven ranked guy after he runs through the top four. Like, this will really put a stall on one of the best divisions in MMA, right? So, like, I know if, if like, Dan is not happy, so he might be trying to force some shit on his end if he can. I just think hopefully Aldo makes his two defenses, secures himself as, like, a, a pound for pound goat in the status of band and weight of all timers. And then goes up, especially if it makes it look easy. And then he goes up and um, tries his luck at a featherweight. And Volk's gonna be a little aged. Who knows? I think, I think that's possible, right? That's best case scenario for Dana. But I feel like, I feel like we're forgetting somebody though. Who we forget? At bantamweight, my dog Tito Vera, man. We forget Tito now. Cheeto going, Cheeto going, see, look, right? So Dana has two choices, right? So they just ranked, they just ranked Marab at number one. I'm just saying, you can go, you can go Marab, Sean O'Malley. But then if, but if Marab beats Sean O'Malley, then you just lost your number one contender for the belt after Henry Cejudo. But, or you could, hey, Cheeto, you, you busy? Here's Marab, Cheeto, introduce each other. That. Let's go ahead and set this fight up. Boom. And then Cheeto kicked the fuck out of his ass like he did Dominic Cruz. And then now Cheeto got the title shot. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Vera is the man's bantamweight Molly Meatball, bro. I am sick and tired of these Cheeto Vera fans. And my messages and Twitter feed really talking like he got a shot at the title, bro. It, this is blasphemy at his finest. Shout out to Stephen A. Look, Remember, I was a I was a Cheeto Vera, not hater, but I was like, uh, 
I don't think he really did Ralph Font like that. You feel me? I don't know. I I I picked Dominic Cruz. I was like, yeah, give me the announcing motherfucker. Nah, nah. That boy Cheeto Vera is getting better every fight. So if he can figure out how to defend some motherfucking takedowns, yeah. Uh, I like him to go ahead and rob ass. And so before, because we're getting off topic, so let's wrap up uh, UFC Las Vegas. But before we wrap it up, I'm sorry to announce this. Thank you for your service and thank you for your fights, Peter Yon. But we were sending your ass to the Peter. <laughs> Sad day for real. Hey, man. The likes of Tony Ferguson, <laughs> Eric Lewis. And Michael Chandler after he loses to um, Conor McGregor. Or Conor McGregor if he loses to Michael Chandler. The, the island the <laughs> NFL list is going to go along and along. I'm crying. But, hey, Paul, that's it, man. Motherfucker, this shit was low-key lit. It was a good card. I appreciated it. It was definitely a good – it was it – wasn't because John Jones was just – him, you feel me? I'm still kind of high off of that. So it was just a nice little, like, a, it was a nice ball grip. This was a nice ball grip. But I need everybody to stay tuned because UFC 286 is motherfucking coming, bitches. Motherfucking Kamara Usman rematching the, te- the, the fucking welterweight champ, Leon Edwards. Third time. We going to figure it out. Hey, man. Stay tuned. We got more coming. I'm your boy, Lil Kev, a.k.a. Waterboy. Kev Waterboy's the boy, the street fight enthusiast. That's your boy, Paul Pickenwood of Concert, the drunk gambler, the man with the analytics. And this has been a Totally Blitz podcast. And if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you and everybody else in PFL. Measurements, plug here, let them in Passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regimen Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been I got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools, you could call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't nothing new, it ain't season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your capping Lacking, we leave your ass all in the passing